Hi friends, I'm Molly, your host for today, and thanks for listening to Relief from Darkness, where we're having conversations with people who've walked out of various mental health issues and into freedom. Today we'll be hearing from Tammy and her experience with dysregulation. Tammy is an occupational therapy assistant and volunteer staff at No Boundaries International. She's been using her unique gift set and education to work with both children and adults seeking restoration techniques for the last several years. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Relief from Darkness. We're here today continuing our conversation, exploring how uh, certain aspects of mental illness and distorted processes have affected our everyday lives. So we have real life testimonies happening of people walking out of the mental illness or distorted thought process and into freedom with Jesus, because we know that if we can change our brains, we'll change our lives. So today we have Tammy with us, and she's going to be talking to us about dysregulation. And then we have Dr. Lori Basie, our very own (laughs) brain geek, and she's here for our brain dump portion of the show. And then we have our good friend Carly with us, and she's going to be giving us some really excellent questions. So with that, Carly, can you go ahead and tell us about dysregulation and what kind of it even is? Absolutely. I think that it's kind of a unknown word. Yeah. Um, I definitely was thankful to be the one to look it up so I'd know. (laughs) But first, we need to describe self-regulation. So self-regulation is when we can appropriately respond to the level of stimuli in our environment, either inside of us or outside of us. So in its most basic sense, it involves the ability to manage our emotions, our impulses, and our thoughts. So dysregulation, which is what we're talking about today, is when a person is really struggling to respond appropriately to those situations in their mind, body, or environment. Oh. Mm-hmm. So reactions might become muted and other times might be very exaggerated. And sometimes the person themselves may not even know that the dysregulation is occurring. Wow. So it can look very different for different people, but ultimately it's just the struggle with knowing how to manage those emotions, those impulses, and the thoughts. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have Tammy today on the podcast, and I would just love to hear straight from you, Tammy, what has your experience with dysregulation been? Well, as a therapist, I work with children and I see dysregulation happening every day in the clinic um, and in community outreach. I see it affecting the behaviors of children and in their environments, but, uh, and we hear it in the children's world a lot, but it also affects adults, Mm. teenagers, geriatrics, everybody can get dysregulated. When you're just in that place where you can't handle the information either inside of you or outside of you. It's just too much to handle. And so maybe you can feel it in your body and it's just an experience that you have. I know for me, I really wanted to just share a little bit of how it felt for me and how I could Mm -hmm. explain it from a personal perspective. A few years back, um, I I was given the opportunity to step into some healing that I didn't even know that I needed. Mm -hmm. And it was shown to me that I had a lump and that that lump turned into cancer. And um, I was going for an image and I went through the imaging process and the doctor called my husband and myself back. And I had had a conversation with God about what this doctor might say. 
And um, the Lord had really ministered to my heart and, and said, he, the Lord actually had already shared with me that it was going to come back cancer and that um, I was going to be okay that it was going to be a long process, it was going to be a long road, but that he would be with me and that it would be okay. So that's what I knew in my brain. Mm -hmm. But as this doctor shared what was on the image with me and this stimuli, this environment became more than I knew how to handle at the time. There was some dysregulation that happened. There was some loss of time. Like I, I remember him saying some words and I remember being in a room and then I remember now I'm in a dressing room and I have found, I, I remember seeing myself. It's funny to say it. I saw myself, but it was like I was um, up above looking down at myself uh-huh. and I had thrown myself in the floor of this dressing room and I was sort of... Um, like sobbing, crying. Mm -hmm. And then it's like when I came to myself, I thought, wait a minute, like I've I've already had this conversation. And so then I hear the Lord talking to me and he's saying, didn't we already talk about this? Didn't you know what I was going to say? Didn't you know what was going to happen? And so then I was like, oh yeah. So then once I came to myself in my thinking, I was like, well, this behavior isn't really um, appropriate anymore. And so then I realized, okay, I am not regulated because this, what I know in my brain is I'm experiencing it differently in my body. So it was a time to marry the two truths. So the truth of what reality really was going to be is that I do have cancer. I'm going to have to have surgery. I'm going to have to have these treatments with the falling in the floor and the crying and the despair and the gaps in time and it had to come together for truth. And so Mm -hmm. there was just a moment where I I got to choose. Okay, so now I'm going to take a deep breath. Now I'm going to refocus on what truth is. Now I'm going to refocus and get my body back into a line with what's really going on in my head. But there was a time that that had to happen. There was energy and feelings and emotion going on in my body that had to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And so through the regulation process, um, I went from dysregulated crying and throwing myself on the floor and loss of time and memory, exactly what happened to, okay, fully present, fully able to process what was happening, getting my breath back, calming back down and being centered. Mm. So that's sort of how that dysregulation moment happened, like for me that's um, good. That's good. in that one particular time. And I feel like, and maybe you're going to shed more insight on this, I feel like most of the time when we're dysregulated, like even in the definition it mentioned, a lot of times we don't know. Do you feel that way? Yeah, like I didn't know. Like when I was standing in the room and the doctor was talking and I was kind of like there was those time gaps kind of missing, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because I I could focus and hear what he was saying and then I couldn't focus and hear what he Mm -hmm. was saying anymore because of the internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. The internal things that were going on inside of me were louder than what he was saying mm-hmm. in front of me or for the pictures that was going on. So I was dysregulated and unable to hear the information he was giving me because of the dysregulation. Right. So question, mm-hmm. Dr. Lori, um, is that common that like if you're in a dysregulated state that you would have memory gaps? Yeah, what's happening in a dysregulated state is our fight, flight, or freeze is engaged. And then in fight, flight, or freeze, if you're in a crisis, then it's really interesting. Everything gets narrowed, focused so that you can survive. And then your capacity to tell time 
your capacity to remember and function from an executive functioning level and your cognition is diminished and you're really struggle to, to do anything else except just get through the moment. Hmm. Yeah. So when I was in the room with the doctor, my heartbeat in my ears became louder. My um, heart beating in my chest, the lump in my throat, like that's where my brain was thinking, not necessarily on the words that that he was saying. Like sensory things. Yes. Physiological responses too. So maybe that even gives us some verbiage that I hadn't used before when our body is starting to respond to what's going on. That's me becoming dysregulated. Yes. Yes, Mm. absolutely. And so, you know, it took that um, experience in the dressing room once I'd thrown myself on the floor and I'd kind of seen myself in the mirror looking and like, oh, that I I don't really need that kind of response for this information. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So then it, I could kind of align the two back together. But it took time. Like it right. wasn't like, okay, now I know that in my head and my body is suddenly regulated. Yeah. Um, regulation kind of flows up and down like a sound wave might flow up and down. And it might get really um, high and then really low. But you want to be somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. with regulation. And so that I had to give myself time to come back down and catch my breath and give myself time to let the noise quiet down mm-hmm. in my head, which just takes a few minutes. But our body responds to that calm and that center and that focus that was coming from within my brain and my spirit man was bringing the calm in the center. But it took a little while for my body to come into line with that. Mm-hmm. So back to you, Dr. Lori. So when we receive bad news or something traumatic happens or we experience a trigger, then we probably are going to be dysregulated, right? Well, and I think that's something that we're striving towards is how could I be fully present and fully alive and fully available in the moment? Mm. And I think about a time when I took flying lessons. And so when we were flying, we didn't have instrumentation to go up into the clouds. And so that was dangerous. But then we also, if we would get too low, then we were in the territory of the helicopter space and the cell phone towers and all of that. So as long as I was flying above helicopters and below the clouds, then I was safe. And so I think that's what Tammy talked about with the highs and the lows. We need to find somewhere of a balance in the middle that we're fully, again, present. And no matter what happens, I love this saying that if I can't, if I can't control the external, I need to learn how to control the internal. Mm. And then that question is, so how do I know if I'm dysregulated? And that's a, that's a neuroscience term. And it's physiologically, we release all of these chemicals. And and in fact, they say, actually, after I get dysregulated, if I have a flood of those emotions and chemicals into my body, it literally takes 72 hours for those chemicals to be washed out of my body and for me to then reset physically. But how do I know, and I love mixing the biblical truths with neuroscience, and I get this question a lot of times, so how do I know if, 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 I'm, if something's wrong? How do I know? But the Bible clearly tells us that our regulation, our flying zone beneath the clouds and above helicopters is the things that I think about things that are pure and noble and right and lovely and just and under pressure in a crisis when I am squeezed, the fruit of the spirit 
should come out. And that's love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. And we all have those times. What's What's a for sure thing is that because we live in a fallen sinful world, that at some point or another, we're going to have the breath knocked out of us because of the external things that have happened. And for Tammy, that was the diagnosis of, but then who's on the throne, who's bigger. And as our body physiologically reacts on a midbrain level going into fight, flight, or freeze, I love what she did then. She recentered herself. She got back out of the clouds or the helicopter zone where it was dangerous. And she recentered herself through activities that we can literally do to settle our brain down so that she could then say, oh, but Jesus is bigger. Jesus is in charge of my thoughts and my emotions and my behaviors. And that's what the beautiful process is of regulating ourselves, not through 10 steps to regulate ourselves, but then really, truly, who is a regulator of all regulators, but then knowing how Jesus created our physical body so that we can then partner with him to get ourselves settled down and back into the flying zone. Which is truly exactly what happened, even walking through the long process that he said would happen. So I get myself centered, you know, and the day marches on and now treatments are starting and the treatment of cancer sometimes is harder than even the diagnosis of having cancer. And so I would have a physiological, uh, almost fear response when it would be time to go have Mm -hmm. chemotherapy. It would cause all sorts of, like, I would gag, I would have all these physiological responses. But in my mind, I knew his promise. I knew that he was with me and he had told me that I was going to be okay. Mm. I'd full faith in that, like total peace in my mind, but my body would still ramp up, but it pushed me into him. And I said, Mm -hmm. you created this body. Is there an answer for what's happening with it right now? And so I know this is silly, but this is what he had me do. I would roll down the window as we were driving to therapy and I would sort of lean into the wind and it would blow into my face. And then I would just take a big breath, a big cleansing breath. And then I would just blow it out into the wind. Mm. That's what he told me to do. And lo and behold, I felt a change within my diaphragm, within my chest, within my neck. There was this physical release of that sickness, that that yuck feeling, that that dysregulation that would come upon my body, not my brain, but my body. And when I would go through that activity, it would release it. Wow. Um, I, later, I learned that it's the vagus nerve that I was enacting. And I was evoking this beautiful vagus nerve that God has given mm-hmm. us, that all those things that he had me do would activate that and bring my body into alignment with what my brain already knew was that I was going to be okay. And that this process of going through the treatment would bring healing and that it wasn't anything to be fearful of, Mm. but it gave a release of the body's energy and activation. So sometimes our body activates because of what's happening in the brain. Mm. For our um, listeners, can you just go into a little bit more detail about what the vagus nerve is? Sure. It's the 10th you want me to answer that or Dr. Basie? Yeah, you got it. You got it. You got it. Uh, it's the 10th cranial nerve and it enters in right at the base of the brain. And it's also known as the wanderer nerve because it wanders all through our body. I know God mm-hmm. gave us this particular nerve because it receives input and then it also gives out input from the brain. So it's sort of like the communication of the central part of your body 
with the base of your brain. Mm. So it's a beautiful interaction of input and ex. Uh, exiting information from your brain. So it really is the key to calming the body down with the brain information. So what are a couple of strategies? Like one, it sounds like is deep breathing. So what are a couple of strategies for our listeners to incorporate in their lives when they're starting to feel the dysregulation coming to tap into their vagus nerve? Sure. Um, One thing that you can do is to be in a state of awe. So if you can find something to be in awe of wonder, like just think about what happens to your face when you go, oh, you know, your jaw drops, your eyes widen, you release the sound of awe, oh, you know, and you can find awe mm-hmm. in little tiny ants or something in nature, waterfalls, grand canyons, whatever you find awe and wonder in, it affects your body and your brain by releasing that stress. So that's one thing. So soft eyes. Uh, using your vocal cords to sing or hum are really good ways. The deep breathing, mm-hmm. um, exhaling out a little longer than you breathe in is a great way, which mm-hmm. was what I really learned to evoke and um, really get some relief from mm. the stress. Excellent. Thank you. It's funny that I'm sitting at a table with three occupational therapists in some form or fashion. <laughs> it's really fun for me. I feel like I'm learning a thousand things. Uh, with that, does, do any of you have any other regulation techniques? I think it's really important for us to know that in life, life happens. Mm-hmm. And so in the midst of that, then it's really important for us to have a really good foundation in then us being in charge of ourselves. Yeah, And that I can blame and I can say that when this happens or if this person wouldn't do that or if I wouldn't have that. And so I think in the midst of knowing that there's going to be times in my life that really the wind's going to be knocked out of my sails, that it's really important for me to then start to think about now, how do I manage myself? And what is my flying zone? Am I flying too high? Am I flying too low? Am I disengaged? Am I despondent? Am I lethargic? Am I sleeping too much? Or am I hyped up and in a constant fight or flight or hyperactivity or whatever that looks like? And then learning what it feels like to actually have peace that, Mm -hmm. that we don't actually just have peace, but the prince of peace rules and reigns in our lives. And that if I start to think about things that are stressful, if I ask all of you listeners to list something that's stressful and then start to talk to us about it, you could actually activate dysregulation and activate the amygdala, the fight, flight, or freeze in your brain just by talking about it. And so when our amygdala is activated, when we're dysregulated, then we need to take charge of that through breathing, through getting in the here and the now by, I like to play the game, I spy, I spy something blue or I spy something pink or count ceiling tiles or tiles on the floor or beads or something to get my mind off of whatever I'm whirling and cycling in and into the here and the now and into the present so that I can make a decision or I can tell my brain to stand down. Awesome. Thank you for that. So, um, Tammy, if you could give just one takeaway for our listeners, like if you're someone's listening who's experiencing dysregulation, didn't even know it, or has suddenly found themselves aware, what would you say to them? I just want to piggyback what Dr. Lori was saying is really focusing on um, 
those triggers and yeah. like recognizing um, as it's coming, you know what I'm saying? And then asking yourself the question is like, what am I thinking about? How, am, what am I um, responding to? Mm. Um, and really tackling it from the beginning and not letting yourself whirl and get all the way into dysregulation. And then if you're feeling it in your body, like it's just already happened, like have a plan, set a plan up next time um, it, when you're in a state of regulation and just be like, if I find myself in this kind of feeling, then I'm going to read the scripture. I'm going to call mm-hmm. a friend, um, you know, what, whatever is working for you, have that plan ahead of time so that you're taking full responsibility for what's happening in your life and you're surrendering that to Christ. That's so good. That's a great word, Tammy. Thank you. And what about for you, Dr. Lori, if you could give one takeaway to our listeners today? I think it's really good for us to be aware of ourself and self-care. And so for me, I can get more dysregulated. I can be off of my game. I can be outside of my flying zone if I don't exercise. And so for me, I'm high activity, high stimulus. Don't mind jumping off cliffs or, or diving off of whatever. And so exercise is something for me. I think it's really important that we know ourselves and we know how then we can manage ourselves and what we need and what we don't with sleep hygiene, with food, with nutrition, with exercise. And then I think even above that, again, because the only thing that's worse than being confused is being confused in denial. I think a fun question that we can all ask in regards to ourselves and how we manage ourselves and manage our regulation and our flying zone is to ask other people that we really care about and that will be truthful to us. uh, What's it like to be on the other side of me or tell me something that I don't want to hear or that I don't see. And so I think one of the most frightening things for me to get it all back into the group is to figure out what it looks like and what it's like to be on the other side. Yeah, that's good. Mm. And it, it too is a process. Like you're saying, this is a journey and we get to do it together. And so I love, Tammy, what you said earlier. Like sometimes we just think it's children that get dysregulated, but we do too as adults. Yes. And and so if we can be aware and have those plans in place and walk with the Lord in them, mm-hmm. I think it'll be really, really helpful. Yeah. So, Dr. Lori, one more question as I was thinking about this. Um, I know that we've talked a lot about regulation. Can you shed some light on why it's important to stay in the present, especially if you're with someone who's processing through things? It's just critical to be in the here and the now because that's what we can deal with. Yeah. Because if, if we go somewhere else, if I'm trying to process through something in the past and I don't stay in the here and the now, then I actually got dysregulated and you can't process in dysregulation. So if I'm trying to heal through a past traumatic memory and I go back to that past traumatic memory and I'm not able to stay in the present and calm myself enough to engage my cognitive executive functioning, I actually just activated my amygdala and I just re-traumatized myself. So if I have something that's not resolved and I'm thinking about that every night, when I think about that thing, it activates all of the emotions, all of the chemicals, all of those things inside of my body as if it was happening in the present. And so we have to stay in the present. We have to stay regulated so that we can process things safely from the past. One thing I'd like to add to that, too, is that if we're not focused on the here and the present, if our mind and 
bodies racing, we don't really hear those whispers of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's really hard yeah. to get instruction on what is helpful or get instruction on what we should or shouldn't do or um, if, if we're dysregulated. And we just, once we can be in the here and the now, then that Holy Spirit that the Lord can really teach us and help us move into a better place. That's really good. One of my favorite activities is to climb up the 30-foot telephone poles and ropes courses, and you're bungeed in, and you jump off into this Spider-Man thing, and you either catch the trapeze or you catch the net. And so your brain is screaming. It doesn't make any sense why you would, first of all, be up on top of a 30-foot telephone pole, let alone jump off. But you turn off your amygdala, your amalanga ding-dong, and you say, stand down because I'm bungeed in, and if I catch it, great, and if I don't catch it, it's just going to be a fun little bounce. And so I think we have to turn off some of those things because, again, your brain's wired for survival and simplicity, and your brain will continue to go back to that. So with connection with people and knowing what it's like to be on the other side of me, then we can have the psychoeducation of regulation and how to regulate ourselves. And then in our routine, if our brain is screaming, if we're not staying in the here and the now for below or above, if we're not up to the task because I'm despondent or lethargic or depressed, or if I'm over anxious, then I can modify my routine and get in the game in that thing of regulation. Thank you. So basically what I'm hearing is regulation and self-regulation is absolutely critical to changing your brain and to going through life because we know that if we change our brain... Oh, you're changing your life. (laughs) (laughs) And regulation is critical to that. So thank you guys for being here and thank you all for listening. So we will see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.nbint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.